Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, I want to talk to you today about our sponsor, the good folks over at Tervis. Uh, yep, you know them. Uh, they've been around since 1946. That's a long time. Uh, so they started with their classic line. Uh, they've got sleek styles for the perfect, uh, that, that make for perfect for on the, uh, on the go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. They're backed by a made for life guarantee as well. Uh, Tervis is the original customizable double wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold. They're available in several sizes, including a sippy cup. Uh, you've got your wine glasses, both stemmed and stemless, your 10 ounce wavy, 16 ounce mug, 16 and 24 ounce tumblers, and a 24 ounce water bottle. They're made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher and mi uh, microwave safe, and they're BPA free. Uh, you got to check tervispromos.com out. You guys got to go there, check them out uh, and find out what's happening over at Tervis. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I said, I'm joined by three other lovely folks. First, we're going to talk to Wi-Fi Meg. Wi-Fi Meg Erber, how are you? SNS Activewear. Why am I Wi-Fi Meg? Because I have every single person in the world on my Wi-Fi today. Oh, no, not only that, but because you have Wi-Fi in your car. In your car. Oh, you're, yeah. you're, a little, no. you're a little special. <laughs> hey, I got a nice car. <laughs> that's, that's kind when you're of in, cool. When you're in your like office, which is, was my car, for like eight to ten hours a day, you got to have some comfort and some luxury. Yeah. You're a year late. <laughs> <laughs> all right steven mcfadden perfect promotions and more how are you hey doing great glad to hear it and if you're joining us live uh you can see we are joined today by jason noakes of promo pulse jason how are you today i'm doing great thanks for having me Absolutely, man. Excited to get into today's topics. Uh, but before we do, just want to give you, you know, maybe three to four minutes to sort of talk about who you are, how you got started in the promotional products industry that we all know and love, and, uh, and, and then maybe how you came about Promo Pulse. Sure, sure. Um, so I've been in the industry my entire career, uh, which is now probably 27 years. And so I started as a production artist at Staus and uh, on the supplier side and then uh, worked moved to TradeNet Publishing um, after that, and also as a production artist. I was there at TradeNet for a while in the graphics department, and around um, when the internet really took hold, probably 96, 97, I moved over, taught myself how to code, uh, made uh, the TradeNet website, which was actually the first site in our industry that, where you could order online. So it was um, a, a novelty back then. So now it's commonplace, but um, there was not many places that you could order online and and uh, we were the first for promotional products and so we had um Trina had a lot of success with that they were able to grow rapidly um because uh and with more profitably because they had this online ordering and uh, we just had a we won awards and we had enough um um people asking about that we uh, TradeNet spun off uh, distributor central in 1999 and so i was the first i didn't know that, didn't know that either central yeah and um and so i started there i wrote a lot of the, the first generation code at, at dc and then the last eight years there i was the president 
And, um, it, but over that time, we dealt a lot with product information and we hosted thousands of websites. We had a lot of great stuff going on, a lot of innovation at DC too. But I noticed when we would re receive product spreadsheets that the data that we would get on the spreadsheet um, was not the same data that I saw on social and on blogs and websites. Uh, over there, I saw lifestyle imagery and storytelling and all this great content that, uh, you know, it was very, it was great for the sales and ideas and information. And, but I just wondered if distributors saw it because, uh, you know, on social, it's a mess of your life. And, um, so anyway, that gave me the idea for promo pulse and, uh, and I've always had side businesses when I was, um, at DC. And so we've owned, my wife and I own a couple of hair salons. We had a direct mail marketing company. We had a bunch of different things going on. So running a business was not, was normal for me, especially, you know, lots of businesses. And so, um, so, but I finally decided that, you know, I wanted to try something for, you know, my full, um, uh, full attention. And it, and it dawned on me that if I would start a business in my own industry, it might go a lot quicker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so I started Promo Pulse last year and it's been, um, it's been going great. And so we've had all sorts of activity and just celebrated our first year uh, in August. That's awesome. So Promo Pulse, for anybody that doesn't know, is a, a business service provider. And uh, just go into detail uh, yeah. a little bit about what Promo Pulse, Pulse is for anybody that doesn't uh, or isn't yeah. already aware of it. Sure. So uh, Promo Pulse takes all the content that suppliers and service providers and PPAI and ASI and everybody, all the, everything that's going on in the industry brings it all into one spot. And so it's uh, free for distributors to use it. We have an app. Uh, we have a daily email that we send out uh, we, and we have a web solution that um, a lot of the big suppliers or big distributor groups like Facilis and uh, AIM and ASB, they use, they have a content feed for their backend system that just includes their preferred vendors. And so it's, it's, it just, it, it, it makes it easy for distributors. They can follow who they want in the app um, and just to stay on top of information. We send out push notifications if they have those turned on on the phone. And so um, it's just basically however, you want to receive and stay the information, stay on top of uh, what's going on. Um, you know, that we try to provide it. Uh, you know, we have the app is super cool, uh, but email is still the most popular thing. Uh, you know, and I actually hear the most about the email just because it's, it's there in the morning when distributors wake up and it gives them, you know, ideas for clients that, you know, that they're meeting that day. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just great service. And it's just, it was something I felt like was missing in our industry. And yeah. it was missing for me personally. I had a hard time keeping up with what was going on. So this, you know, I just kind of did it for myself first and then for everybody else. So I, myself, I get the, the daily digest. I don't know if, if Meg and Steven, if you guys are getting it, but uh, how, how, how does that information come in? Cause obviously like, how, or well, I guess I should say, how do you, how is the information that's put into the daily digest uh, selected? Well, it depends. So if you've, personalized your experience in the app. So you can go in and follow um, different, we call them publishers, but this that could be suppliers or uh, service providers or whoever else. And so if you've customized your experience, then the content in your email, there you go, is mm -hmm. made up of uh, the people that you you follow. And so if you don't choose to customize your experience, then we have a thing called featured publishers that, uh, and we'll serve up the content from those guys. And so a lot of great people like Promo Corner and, and other suppliers that have content so but we 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 pull anything that's publicly available that we can find um that 
would be useful for distributors. And, um, and we just have this large process that goes out and monitors all these different feeds and, you know, it's Facebook or Twitter or blogs or anything with the RSS feed we can pull in. So are you finding anything that's trending specifically right now besides PPE? Like, are, is, are people looking up or can you, I don't know, how, like, how does that work? If I was really interested in stuff that was sustainable, how do I go about like filtering that for my needs? Cause I like, um, only focus on sustainability or something like that. Like just, well, you can go a couple different a couple different ways. Uh, one is just a search. And so um, the search, you know, we're used to search our industry, but this is the only place you can search across uh, the, all the marketing content. So it's kind of a unique, it's different than a traditional product search. It's a different whole entire different uh, data set. And so the first and most obvious is just, you know, searching across everything. Uh, we do have some groups um, inside the app like uh, promo care. So, uh, you know, that's maybe not sustainability, but it is, you know, um, companies that have those initiatives. And so we've, we've tried to prepackage some groups, but it's um, a lot of times, if you have a particular supplier that you um, use and know are based around sustainability, then you could follow that supplier. And uh, then you'll see that content repeatedly on your app or in the email. So Jason, when you were coming up with the idea for promo pulse, um, you know, I, I look at it as a really simplified way to aggregate all the data coming from a bunch of different you know, places. Um, was there a, a problem that you saw in the industry? Like what, what, what was kind of the goal of, of promo pulse and like, you know, as far as developing it for, for consumption? Yeah. So, you know, the, the first problem I saw, um, like I said, I thought suppliers were spending a lot of time making great content that distributors could use to uh, get ideas and to share with their clients. I just, uh, and social is great because you can post it immediately. Right. But, mm -hmm. but social, you know, per se isn't great for B2B only because it's just, it's a mess, you know, you log in and you have to wade through all the political stuff right now. And just, you know, it's just a mess of information. So first and foremost, I just thought it, that data needed to be in a, in one common place for distributors. And then um, I also thought there was a, I won't call it a bias, but there, you know, it's kind of like your SI or PPI. And, there, you know, there's these little factions, I, I don't know, faction may be too strong of a word, but, you know, it's, you know, you just, it's like, I saw these divisions. And so I thought it would be nice to bring it all into one spot. So, you know, because, because both PPA and AS, I have great information and, and sometimes you split it by service provider, sometimes you split it by whatever. And so I th just thought there was a need to bring everything into one spot to let and, and be unbiased and available for distributors to consume. Nice. That's wrap. <laughs> yeah, so, well, you know, listen, I, I tend to, I tend to cut in to keep the conversation going, but I want to make sure that you guys all both have a have an opportunity to sort of chime in as well. So, well, I have uh, I do have a question actually because yeah. we were all talking about this pre. Um, so, Jason, you put out this list a couple months ago, which mm. was, was really cool. How did so that we'll talk about the list, but I I really want to know how you got that data. So, the list was what your top ten most mentioned or top twelve? What was top it? Twelve. Okay. Yeah, and so um, so that's basically based on let's see the content that was for two hundred thousand posts over the last from August to August in the last year, and so the the coolest thing, the nerdiest thing about that list is I use machine learning to find all your names, and so um, you if if you're a developer or no developer you could write code to do that, but it'd be kind of tedious and complicated. 
but um, I just threw it at machine learning and it spit back all the uh, most popular people. And so, mm-hmm. oh, like I, do, I do. It's Pardon? like Wordle. Yeah, Wordle. You know, where it like makes some of the words bigger and, you know. I do have an interesting fact. So if, <laughs> okay, Jason, I get it. You're smarter than us, okay? <laughs> I hope Dale Dunham is listening. I, I was Meg, Meg yeah. who was on that list, Meg? <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, it just so happens that the three of us were on that list. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, isn't that oh, funny? Sure. No, right. I, I do have a quiz. So I looked at the data again this morning before and um, – so I, who do you think is the most, was the most mentioned non-promotional products person? Oh. What, oh in, wow. Non, but in the industry? Yeah. In the yeah, last so 12 months? Last 12 months, this is a person that's not in the industry, but was mentioned almost as frequently as you guys. It'd be like Dan Nevins, would it be? Because is he considered promo? Not Dan Nevins. Okay. So it was mentioned in our industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in posts from our Henry, industry. Henry Gracie? No. He's no. in our industry, Meg. Come on. The, the president? Is, but I mean, I don't no. know. It's a weird no. question. It was not Where? the president. Hmm. You give up, I can tell you. We yeah, I give up. I kind of want one more guess. Santa, but I don't know. Santa Claus. <laughs> was it really? Really? <laughs> Yes, Santa Claus was almost <laughs> as, as uh, high as everybody else. Oh. <laughs> so I thought that was wow. kind of funny. That's it is cool. Kind of, no, I'm as cool as Santa. That's it's good to know that there's there's still some belief in the in the jolly old Saint Nick. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. We're yeah. we're coming up on that time of the year as well. So you know, hey, look, it, yeah, it's good. He's going to be trending again. There's the answer to to Meg's question. It'll probably be Santa. That's who's going to start trending soon. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So I I imagine the longer this runs too, and the more data you're able to collect year over year, you'll be able to start to develop. Um, you know, like Meg was saying, like seasonal trends or, yeah. uh, so, I mean, after, now that you have a year's worth of data, is that enough? Like, is that enough to start being able to pre-predict, um, or not really, or is it kind of, well, depend? I would say normally yes, but this year is thrown it completely out of uh, true. Okay. So, you know, when I did searches, when I, when I was looking for other, um, content, you know, it was dominated by COVID and people. Yeah, and masks and like exactly. So, so I, you know, I was, I was hoping for that. Yes. But you know, this year's just different. <laughs> Fauci, I bet was in the top 10. I didn't see him, but he's probably in there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm surprised it's not, you know, Trump. I, it's me too. I guess the president. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So Jason, president. I have this, this mental image in my head. Um, have you by any chance seen Westworld? Anyone Westworld? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it, but I have not seen it. So the third, it's all about AIs and robots that are like totally like, <laughs> they look alike, you know what I mean? And the last season, it's all about like now and they've come to this world and there's like this main control bot, I guess, like a big circle brain heart of everything. And it kind of can predict your, it's, that's literally in your basement. I know it. It's basically yeah. this thing is in your basement. That's going to be, mind. yeah. <laughs> right now it's the size of that chief's helmet, but I know like, you know. <laughs> I added that Chiefs helmet just for you guys, by the way. So, and I know, I know the record's not as good as the Steelers, but uh, we are the reigning Super Bowl champs. So. You, you are this year, yes, yeah. But I was added ex- specifically for this podcast. You're only as good as what you've done, you know, this year, though. You know yeah. what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? We're almost as good. <laughs> I think I just tried to pick up our defense, your defense in our league. Hopefully, I got it because my I was just getting lazy with that one. I was like, I can't let Jeff win. I just can't. <laughs> yeah well we we both took an elegant this week didn't we 
Yeah, but I lost by four points. I know. So did I. I lost by a super close margin. So, uh, so you're you're a Chiefs fan then, Jason? Yeah, I'm actually a bigger baseball fan, but uh, Mahomes dictated that I had to really start paying attention to the Chiefs. He's just too exciting to ignore. There you go. Yeah, getting, a lot of Steelers, getting a lot of Steelers love in the uh, in the comments, uh, <laughs> j- just for you. But uh, also want to shout out to uh, to Manny from Puerto Rico. It's kind of cool. We're getting getting some viewers in Puerto Rico. That's awesome. Um, so anyhow, listen, I, I uh, would also like to just talk because you know, Meg, since you mentioned the uh, the top twelve mentioned people in in promo, uh, I was going to ask sort of how that's how you. I guess, comb through that data to collect yeah. that, whether or not it was tags or if it's just actual names being popped up. Yeah, it was just names. So it just, okay. it, that's the, awesome. The machines were able to, and they pick out if it's a person or it's an object or whatever. So yeah. Wow. Just mention. So it makes it so much easier. I feel dumber every day the technology <laughs> is around. Like I, I used to feel smart, like back in like the late 90s and 2000s when I, like, I was on the cutting edge of Napster. You know what I mean? And now it's like technology is way beyond me. I can't even fathom. I was like missing MySpace, okay? I mean, I had this little coded profile, you name it. And now I'm like, how do I italicize something? Yeah. <laughs> so thank, thank you for uh, making us all feel dumber. <laughs> <laughs> what's, next, what's, what's next for promo Pulse? What's like, what's anything new and exciting? Like, what's, what's going to be I have something really exciting, but I can't talk about it. But uh, oh, that's the best. That. Hold uh, on, hold on. You're not allowed to mention it if no, you can't talk no, about no. it. I can't talk about it. I do have. We are testing today, um, later today, a new. Um, we're releasing to spit out the content a lot faster, and the search is going to be way more amazing. So that's uh, so that, that's something that's happening real soon. Hopefully, hopefully it goes smooth. Sometimes it doesn't go smooth. So, so that's one big thing. And now we're doing some uh, beta testing and and just um, you know I. I through the process of the last year of talking to suppliers and distributors. And of course I've been doing that for a long time, but you know, for, for this particular product, you know, I just keeping my ears open and trying to solve the, you know, what the common questions of both sides and um, you know, one on the distributor side, they want content for their customers, right? They want all this, you know, they want a a way that they can share this and they can um, easily get content out to their customers. And then on the supplier side, the supplier side is, doesn't want to spend more money on marketing <laughs> to distributors. So, you know, so I'm one more, you know, one more person they get to talk to, but um, so it's trying to take those two, two things and bring it together. So that's, that's, there's a little t- tidbit of the new, maybe the next. Teaser. Teaser. Right. No breaking news yet. But no when- breaking news yet. <laughs> Since you mentioned that, I would actually like to ask you, uh, you know, talk, talk us through a little bit about like launching, uh, this type of business service uh, in our industry and what that inception looks like, you know, and, you know, do you feel like you're starting to hit critical mass or are you, you know, like t- tell us about like year one, like walk us through year one and sort of your journey. What a year one it's been too. So, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, um, through opening other businesses and in other industries, I, it finally, dawned on me maybe I'm not so smart you know it's like duh if I do it in the my the industry where I know everybody it might be a lot easier and so so getting off the ground um you know I had the idea and the content was already out there so that was great too um but just knowing people in the industry helped it uh, really take off fast and so like uh for example um you know Dan Rochette and Chuck 
Fandos. You know, I knew them for Facillas, and you know, Dan's retired now. And but uh, anyway, he kind of gave me the idea for the feed for for Facillas, and you know, having Facillas uh, partner up with me pretty early on uh, gave me a big boost in credibility. Then American Solutions for Business was. Uh, uh, maybe they were first, but those two companies, you know, Dana, I knew Dana Zezo, and so that helped. And so, you know, those type of things helped tremendously. And then just, of course, knowing suppliers already. So a lot of my early customers were, you know, friends. And so they, they helped me get going. Um, you know, of course, then we fast forward to March and, uh, you know, everything, you know, went to kaput. And so, you know, I was the, you know, I dealt with marketing and I was the newest kid on the block. And so I was very easy to get cut. And so, um, you know, I spent the week that would have been spring break, you know, in fear of checking my inbox uh, for another cancellation. And I finally decided just to kind of confront it head on and let people just pause their accounts, defer their payments, whatever they needed to do. And I think it was a relief because there was a lot of, like I said, a lot of friends that were, I think, hesitant, hesitant to just, you know, to make that call or send me an email. So, so Six months over the pandemic was, uh, you know, the kids were home. It felt like a sort of like an extended summer vacation. Um, you know, I kind of actually embraced that and just, you know, it was kind of nice, you know, it was different and just kind of realized it was a once in a lifetime, hopefully opportunity, you know. And um, so I kind of got back at it in September and now I'm actually, you know, revenue wise above where I was at before the pandemic. So, so that, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. uh uh, yeah, that happened actually yesterday. So <laughs> oh, congrats, <laughs> man. pushed above my, uh, my MRR. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, you know, it, so it, the, the technology side, I did have to get help. And so my, I've, I kind of aged out of um, coding, you know, what I did in the, like the first generation distributor central was uh, server side. Now everything's client side. And so I had to get help. Je that. Jeff's available. He knows all about that stuff. Yeah. yeah oh, we yeah. talked and ultimately he didn't make <laughs> <laughs> no but so you know the tech technology side i'm always been fascinated with technology and so um so that's exciting and and then now just trying to get things going and you know and thank you for inviting me to this podcast so every time i have an opportunity to talk about promo pulse there's a lot of people still don't know about it so i i wouldn't definitely not say we're at critical mass but uh you know i looked at some of the stats um you know, we're reaching about 15,000 distributors every day. Um, wow, that's great. Wow. 25,000 over the last 90 days. And then that's not including, we also have a partnership with Promo Corner. So we reach probably another 15,000. And so, yeah, we're doing about, there's about a million impressions a, a week. Uh, wow. Content and, um, you know, a few nerdy stats, uh, you know, like for yes. example, one, uh, a post, that was on Facebook. I asked a supplier how many views they received. And it was 56. And then a promo mm -hmm. pulse was 13,486. So, so the, uh, the amount of exposure that we can provide because we're only promo, you know, it's not right. just sticking something on Facebook and hoping people get lost. Yeah. It, right. It's, it's, it's very concentrated. And, um, you know, we send all these emails out, out every day. So, you, so it's really a big opportunity for suppliers um, you know, just to get a better return on their investment. Cause there's, you know, somebody's spending time creating this content and it is a lot of great, great stuff out there. And this just gives them opportunity to actually reach the people they want to reach. So distributors that don't have the app, um, or don't, aren't involved, what, what, what do they need to do? They need to go get the app, follow you in social. Like what's the, what's the, yeah, push? You, 
you can go to the app store, either iOS or Android, um, or you go to preferably website. Android or Apple because who has an Android except for you and Charity Gibson. This is this is why you're an Eagles fan and nobody likes you. I actually have an Android. <laughs> and I do that because everybody ah. has iOS. That's because tech people actually like real tech. They don't like antiquated old tech. It's literally you know, what VJ says all the time. I think Meg was rated higher than you on the last 12 uh, poll, though, Jeff. That's so. actually incorrect. That was in no particular order, <laughs> first of all. And second of all, uh, VJ is a very smart man, okay? <laughs> not go that far so, J- so jason what were you saying i'm sorry before no we that's all right yeah you go to our, or you can go to our website it's promopulse.io and so uh you can see you can learn about it you can sign up for the email you can download the app um, basically all the information's right there so and i understand people don't have time to check an app every day um, um you know so that's why we have the email the email is kind of like here's what you missed yesterday so you can stay on top of things and um, if you really want to stay on top you can turn on notifications and just you know, it's like a running news feed, so that's pretty cool too. And then suppliers, same same thing, but in the website and reach out to you for to get yeah. their their stuff published. Is that yeah, 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 um, th- th- yeah. There's a, a contact information, and so um, you know, right now everything we pull on is free, also for suppliers. So we have mm-hmm. over two thousand uh, publishers on there, you know, pulling content. So if, if you go on there, if a supplier's listening and they check it and we're missing something or contact information's incorrect or whatever, they can let me know, but we, that's also free too. So we just, uh, we, the thing we charge for, we have a way that suppliers can uh, advertise and the featured publisher thing I talked about earlier, so they can kind of be higher up on the list and that's how they can get uh, more, more traction. Very cool. So yeah. be- before we do cut out or, or talk sort of closing, uh, closing uh, topics, I did want to actually just bring into the conversation because it it's pretty fresh. Uh, Paul Bellantone with PPAI just put out a, uh, the Q3 uh, survey results for the COVID-19 impact and just wanted to see if you guys wanted to run through some of those numbers and, and sort of, I guess, <laughs> chat a little bit about what you think of the results. Yeah, Does that sound it. like a good idea? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Meg, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate you to to pull that up and run through. <laughs> All right. So okay. So I have it up. Um. We'll just start with distributors first, and let's talk about like when I go through on like what we found uh surprising and maybe not so surprising, or maybe you're just like nah nah. All right. So 45 percent of distributors saw a decrease in sales from quarter two of 2020 to quarter three, and. Was that the one we were talking about earlier, or was it the supplier? Yeah. Where we were it was the supplier. Supplier version, but still, I mean, that correlates. So, why are we seeing that? Why are we seeing that huge decrease from Q2 to Q? Okay, Stephen, the distributor. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the early um, dip was offset by people that were able to to transition to PPE. Yeah. And I think once people then got their PPE, the the amount of reorders or need for it decrease significantly um, into quarter three. So it's like if, I, if I've already stocked up on, you know, every mask I need plus backups, plus sanitizers, plus, 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 but I'm still not buying promo. By the time Q3 rolls around, if you're still not buying promo and you now you don't also need PPE, it's like there's, it's, it's like you don't have anything now. Um, so you, yeah. it, there, I've heard a lot of that same story from uh, other distributors. They're like, yeah, we, we, we're okay in quarter two and then all of a sudden now they don't need what the only thing that they we could sell <laughs> so but do you, um, would you guess when we do the q4 what do you what would be your guess 
Is it I think it'll be increase from Q3 to Q4. Well, um, I mean, yeah. yeah. Personally, that's my opinion. I think a lot of distributors, I mean, just from what I'm seeing, are, are just really not sure what to do. Like, they don't want to sell PPE. Um, I've been jumping on phone calls with a lot of my customers lately, and we're just kind of strategizing, like, where they want to focus their efforts. So I really feel like... That's the real problem, Meg. Yeah, yep. you have to, you have, if you're not sure where to direct that focus, just jump on with some of your, your, your supplier partners and let them help you. Because we came up with a very, like an awesome strategic plan for a couple customers, did like marketing collateral, pricing, samples, showroom stuff to put it all together. So now they have different ways to touch their customers with not only the samples, the marketing collateral, they can come into their showroom. So um there's a lot of things. We can't just sit back and expect the sales to come to us. We have to be proactive. I mean, Q4 is upon us. So we yeah. really got to. I was, I was going to say, so to, so to not, not rebuttal, but I guess uh, what Stephen had mentioned uh, from, from the distributor standpoint, from the supplier standpoint, 30, 30 plus percent of the face mask orders that we're seeing right now are repeat orders. Uh, so sort of to go hand in hand with what you had said, Meg, I think there's a lot of distributors out there that uh, they don't want to sell PPE. Uh, you know, I'm on the phone constantly every day, all day. And I would say at least 90% of the distributors that I talk to are done. They don't want to sell PPE anymore. But when you look at stats in our industry from Sage and ESP, I mean, we just had John Petty on a couple of weeks ago from Sage. Face masks, hand sanitizers, and the likes are still the top searched for items on Sage and ESP. Uh, ASI just put out that infographic as well, not that long ago, about how things have changed in one year. Uh, ultimately, like that is what is selling right now. And I think it, being frustrated with it is one thing, but you know, letting it hamstring your business or potentially put you out of business is a whole nother topic. Like if that's what's selling, let's sell it. It's not going to be permanent, but you know, for now it's, there's tons of money to be made right now. Yeah. Tons of money yeah. to be made. And you can't look at this uh, survey result and you can flip it where it says 60% of the suppliers saw an increase in sales. So I know. This, I is, know. this is leading with the, you know, the, the, the actually a bigger percentage increasing. So that's, that's mm -hmm. a different way to look at it it's, for sure. It's because they take the entire industry as a whole and even the apparel, the hard goods, the everyone's the supplier. So it's like where one, you know, um, I'm going to not read every single stat, but I thought it was really interesting that when to say that about 74% of the distributors are not meeting with customers or salespeople in person. And it's 80, almost 83% of suppliers are not doing it. So um, I think that's probably in this world where we can do everything via zoom. I understand the touch and feel aspect of it, but you know, and I know there is a lot missing out. I think that's why we're doing some of these tailgate trade trade tailgate trade shows that are outside. And uh, I mean, we're not really seeing people either. I, we're just not as, as salespeople. I mean, the, the, I, in COVID, I just saw on Twitter that their non-essential travel from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and PA is highly discouraged. So it's like, no, no, no SNS doesn't want to put us at risk. Or what if we get it from one guy and then take it to the next guy? Now we're infecting our customers and we don't want, you know, we, we I mean, we're being safe, but Still, you got precautions. Yeah, I think that's a stat that that's we're on the cusp of changing a bit too. Um, you know, just because all you know, a lot of the regionals now are starting to do their shows. Now that these, you know, obviously, I don't know when the when the results of this survey had been finalized, but uh, I know over the last several weeks and in the coming weeks, there are a bunch of outdoor venues or outdoor shows happening. Um, 
you know, CPPA and with camp, you guys just did one, right, Stephen? And then CPPA yep. is getting ready to do one next week. Um, you know, plus you've got, uh, you've got rep associations, uh, you know, in New England that are doing traveling, uh, you know, uh, parking lot shows or trunk shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's happening elsewhere in the country as well. So it's sort of forced, forcing the, uh, the regionals hands to some degree, um, you know, just to sort of maintain that, you know, that status, if you will, of, of being the, the trade show provider in the region. Um, but I think that's going to, that's going to change as well. I think that number is going to drop for sure, just because the shows that are happening. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it might go back go up with winter coming. With 83% of people saying they're not meeting though. It says in person, right? They're saying, well, that, I mean, yeah, but that's these shows are in person. They right? are, but it's right. just like that'll, two weeks that'll work. go down. Yeah, I think it's just this because all the all the major trade shows have been canceled. I mean, right now there's not even an, uh, like anything really scheduled. I mean, there are. Until I guess March, yeah. you're right. There so, are ASI. Before we run out of time, I'll, I'll give you my observation here, and it's kind of a, a a double dip. So, if we can assume the opposite is true about the decrease in sales, right? The thirty nine says thirty nine point three decrease, so we can assume. 60% either stayed the same or increased. And then it says 41.6% of suppliers made no staffing changes, right? So we can assume that 60% did or remained the same. So if you then look at both of those stats, meaning 60% could be increasing, but yet 60% suppliers made staffing changes, that raises the question as to with the increase in sales, why are they why are we making staffing changes? Maybe that could be they're adding staff. Um, I, I don't know how that's, how that's interpreted, if it's letting people yeah. go or adding people, but it, I'd be curious to know if that's actually letting people go, but 60% of you are increasing, why, right? You know, because that would make me a little concerned. Well, unless they let them go in Q2 also. Yeah, and then brought them back, right? So that yeah. Well, I think it, it's I hard. Okay. It's hard. I was just going to say, I think it's hard to really uh, pull anything from that stat because of PPP and everything else. Like I know I, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't but it's think one of those things, you know, like personally you feel for, for people, right. When you see something like that, you just assume you can assume some, there's some bad data, like not bad data, but bad information on the back end of that. Right. Like some people may have lost their jobs, you know, and, and I think it's a tough time and that's um, definitely happened. Yeah. So guys, I'm going to lose my professional lighting here. Like <laughs> my wife's a videographer. And so she's Is she holding it up and she's like, I no, she, yeah, she, yeah. So now I'm back in the dark. No, she, her arms <laughs> oh, are so, no. so, so I'm back now. It really looks like I'm in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, quarantine, quarantine. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was here before that too, but <laughs> fair enough. All right, guys. Jason, what do you think? What was your out of from from your observation? What was the the most glaring statistic from the Q three results? Well, like I said, I was uh, I was really surprised that there was that many distributors and suppliers that had a decrease. You know, I, I would expect it to go up. You know, especially compared to Q two. So I Q two's in the dumps. You know, so yeah. so that one was kind of scary. Um, you know, from my perspective, just suppliers. <laughs> you know, coming back and, you know, I, I'm hoping that this is based on real activity and not hopeful marketing. You know, sometimes I do worry that, you know, for, for me again, that, you know, I might be on the forefront of people want to get stuff going. So now they're trying to, you know, to, to force stuff to go. But so, so I don't know, but I, you know, I, you both, both have said uh, sales were up and I hear that 
often I hear, you know, some people say it's been their best month ever last couple of months. And so I just heard that this morning. So August was ours. Yeah. So it's all over the place. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pent up demand probably. Um, we still own one of our hair salons. I know when we opened back up that, uh, it was nutso. And so we had our best sales <laughs> ever. For, so, uh, so I don't know. I think it just all depends on, um, I don't know. It depends, but so, you know, this, I, I take it as, um, you know, I was shocked by those numbers, but you know, I, I've heard enough on the opposite of things going up that I feel good. Else does, you know, I get a lot of great stuff in the mail. <laughs> Lots of swag kits, so that's so that's going shrunk too. So, so I'm positive. I feel great. So Very I think cool. we're gonna do good. We'll we'll make it. Very cool. Uh, so you know, obviously, you know, the Tervis has added uh, stainless to their their well established line uh, about two years ago as well, uh, with uh, with the goal of being better than the competition by utilizing state of the art custom 360 degree UV printing, and they're available in four sizes: 12 ounce, 20 ounce, 30 ounce, and a 24 ounce water bottle. They got a five year warranty, 18 eight copper lined, vacuum insulated, eight hours hot or 24 hours cold. Uh, you should definitely go check them out at uh, tervispromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Uh, with that being said, do any of you guys have any other closing remarks? Uh, I just want to congratulate Jason on his 2021 PPAI Pyramid Award. Um, what is it called when you get nominated? Nomination? Yeah, nomination. Yeah, finalist. Maybe we'll get one one day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, yeah, thank you. I was excited. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. It really is. I'm going to make sure we're nominated next year. Yeah. If, if, Cause you know, <laughs> Jay, so we're going to ask you to pull some stats that might help us in our submission for next year's. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, sure. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Can you help us rig an election? <laughs> I, <did not> go <laughs> there. I will not go there. I have sent my vote. I've already voted. So he's like, can't hear you <laughs> man for for a tech guy he's he's got some some technical difficulties over there <laughs> all right guys well i appreciate it jason thank you so much man it was great getting a chance to uh to to chat with you and, and just go over promo pulse i i also uh you know echo meg's uh sincere you know uh, just congratulations and I uh, hope that, you know, year two is better than year one and it just keeps going and going, man. I uh, really appreciate you joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Nice talking to you guys. Absolutely. Take care guys. See you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.